Coming up next on the Jeff Crilly Show, you'll meet a best-selling author and coach, and she's going to teach us all how to live a finally free life. Her story just ahead. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Crilly, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team. And the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is the Jeff Crilly Show. Well, when we meet somebody for the first time, we tell ourselves a story about the life that they've lived, but we don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. And I'm talking specifically about my next guest, Azade Asper. She is with Finally Free Life. And, and the reason I say that is you see you right now and you look so together. Uh, the story many people would say is, oh, she was born with a silver spoon in her mouth, had no adversity. But you have a very um, powerful story. Yes. Yes, and that's a really good point, Jeff. People look at me and assume an opinion that's completely opposite yes. of who I am and what I've been through. Okay, tell us a little bit of your of your childhood. Absolutely. I was born literally into a war zone. Trauma, violence, addictions, abuse, and I just didn't know as a child that that's not normal and that's not healthy. I adapted to it. I, I believed it's love. I believed I must adapt to this. And so I continued to attract abusive people because of my relational template of abuse thinking it's love. And you got into alcohol at a very early age. Very, yes. High school, I was drinking NyQuil, Robitussin, whiskey, and I was doing meth in between my classes in high school. And your classmates uh, didn't know it? Your teacher didn't know it? My classmates were doing it with me and my teachers were making passes at me. Oh gosh. Okay, so what was the turning point for you? How did you get yourself out? It was the moment to see that I'm utterly beaten up, broken, homeless, no love, no life, just a walking shell. And that's when I realized there is no more bottom. There's only up and let's go. And you have been sober now for how many years? 22 years as of December. 22 years. And you're a transformational coach. Uh, you're a best-selling author and, and a speaker. I, spe I know you speak all over the country. Let's pull up her website and scroll down the website because uh, I love the idea of a finally free life. What does that mean to you? That means layers of brokenness, layers of pain, layers of addiction, layers of abuse to finally, finally reach freedom, which what Azadeh means, by the way. Well, I think it's wonderful that you do couples coaching, you yes. do one-on-one -on -one coaching, and uh, you're very relatable because 
a lot of these people who offer coaching services uh, didn't walk a mile in, in their clients' shoes, and that's important. Yes, it's very important. And I have to say that I love working with couples mostly to bring connection back because that is the hardest but the most meaningful part about relationships. And you've written three books now on narcissism, four. four books on narcissism. Let's go back to the website, to the book section of the website, because I want to scroll down pieces of the website that, that discuss the, uh, the books. What was your first book? My first book was Using Food to Cope with Codependency. This was my second and third layer of healing after getting off drugs and alcohol. I was binge eating violently to not deal with the codependency that was breaded in me from childhood. Yes. And then there were a couple of books on narcissism dealing with your parents. Is that Yes. Right? This one is right after I wrote this. I was inspired by my brother's overdose six years ago, and I felt inspired to write and speak to adult children of narcissistic parents. With God, we rise and rebuild. And yes, this is about my story, transformation and healing. And there is a program in there for people to walk through. And you, you mentioned uh, earlier overeating. There is a, a striking before and after that we want to put up on the screen. Yes. Let's go look at that. Mm -hmm. So uh, was the overeating uh, kind of self-medicating or, or were you just, as you look at it now, did you hate yourself? And so I'm going to, I'm going to get as big as I can. When a couple of components to that is when we have suffered sexual abuse from a, from a parent. There is a brokenness that happens on the inside that we are constantly on the run to fix, cover, heal, and fill. And after I got off drugs and alcohol, food became my comforter. And so I was violently binging to not only regulate my emotions, but to not feel them as well as a part of self-hate, yes. Okay, so then did you have a bottom when it came to the food addiction as well? Yes, I was throwing food away in the dumpster and going back to get it. And that's when I realized this is not any different than alcohol and drugs. Something's gotta change. And you make it very clear, You're, you wear your faith on your, on your sleeve, which I love. Yes. Uh, you couldn't have done any of this without your faith. Absolutely not. God's power is real, it's available, it's transformational. Mm. I want to share with you at a moment in my deepest, darkest pain, darkest nights of the soul, is I felt God so close to me that I could take my finger and actually outline him. And that's how it happens when we give our brokenness and our pain to God and he meets us right there, never abandons us like a parent or a person. Wow. And I know you do a lot of coaching. What's yes. one of your favorite success stories? Oh, my favorite success story is from one of my clients who's also an adult child of narcissistic parents. Through her navigation and healing is how I actually birthed the 12 steps of narcissistic abuse recovery. She literally was able to, through our work, individuate herself, not only from the parents, but to stop attracting other abusive people in her life. And it was the unpopular method, grief. It was through enormous grief of the lost child, the lost soul, the lost person. And taking her strategy and building that workbook is how it, it was birthed. 
Let's talk a little bit more about the workbook. Uh, sure. what, what will people learn from reading the workbook or using the workbook? Yes. The workbook is powerful in the sense that I wrote it with God. And it is my own journey, my clients, and my personal experience with the 12 steps. They will have a process and a flow and a formula that will take them through the navigation of their soul with God to heal. Mm -hmm. If you've been in a narcissistic relationship or are currently one, it's for you. Because if you have not healed the past, it will hijack the present. So there are narcissists all over the place. Yes. And um, is it possible to maintain a friendship or, or have, have a, a love of, of a narcissist without allowing them to damage you? I'm going to say absolutely not. It, it has been the hardest and the most challenging form of abuse to heal and walk away from. There's nothing uglier than your parents fighting against you rather than for you. Mm -hmm. And that's been my life. And narcissists know which buttons to push. They, they, they're very, um, uh, I'm trying to find the right word. They're very clever at the way that they will kind of draw you in and give you the praise that you need and then take it away and talk more about that. Absolutely. They are masters. Like you said, they can literally smell your wound. Like a shark can smell blood a mile away. If you are wounded and lack a self and an identity, they will smell that and they will come and try and fill that. That's how they hook you in. Wow. So your advice to somebody who is in a relationship with a narcissist, whether that be a parent, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a wife or a husband, your advice is get out, get out, get out, get out as soon as you can, the best way you can. The worst thing you can do is fall for the false hope that they will change or things will be different because it's not, it's never going to change N ever. Okay. They are not going to change. All right. We have about three minutes left. So I want you to look into the camera and talk to the person out there who is wrestling with something, whether that be drugs and alcohol, a food addiction, or uh, a relationship with a narcissist and g give them some words of hope. Absolutely. If you're listening to me right now, I am a testimony of somebody that can recreate, reclaim and heal their life. You can too. It may not look like it right now because you're in the web and in the bog of abuse or addiction or both. But I am telling you, all you got to do right now is make a decision that you want a different life and pray and ask God to bring the people to show you and navigate through the maze. There is absolutely, absolutely no no's. There is always a way out, but you got to want it first. That is the very first step and you're worth it. Wow. What a powerful way to end the show or else I'm going to leave you with her website so you can book her for all of your speaking engagements and coaching needs. It's finallyfreelife.com. Uh, as a day, thanks for sharing your story. Thank you so much, Jeff, for having me. You bet. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.